Hi, folks. Welcome to our Jet Setra podcast. I'm uh, Free Press Sports Editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by our columnist Mike McIntyre. We're in my office here at 1355 Mountain Avenue, episode 32. Mike McIntyre, how are you doing today? You're on vacation. I am on vacation. You came all the way in here just to do this. I did. You know, my uh, I'm on a staycation, not a vacation. Isn't everyone? Yeah, um, but we actually like really took the staycation uh, to heart. We, My wife and I, we had a, a gift certificate that we had won ages ago in an auction to stay at the Delta. And we stayed at the Delta last night. We actually <laughs> like, we went out for dinner, nice. got an upgrade to like a really nice suite. It had a whirlpool in it. Um, we're on like the top floor. Like that's what counts for sort of fancy, I guess. Which was the Delta now? Is that the It's the North old Star? Holiday Inn. It's right, uh, it's on St. Mary's. Oh, okay. That's right the beside Delta, the yeah. convention center. All right. Where the elephant, Where'd you go for dinner? Uh, we went to the old spaghetti factory, actually, at the Forks. At the Forks, oh, okay. We love yeah. the old spaghetti factory. I loved it when it was originally where it was supposed to be. Oh, I'm not crazy about it at the Forks. Yeah. It's... Uh, so where, you, whatever street that was. It was attached to a... There was a bar attached to it called yep. Brandy's, where I was right. a DJ. Oh. <laughs> and the manager of that Brandy's is George, was George Andrews, who owns Who owns Andrews. the Andrews, yes. the wine? Uh, yeah, we worked together back oh, then. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, he didn't own Old Spaghetti Factory. I don't know who owns Old Spaghetti Factory. Uh, Doug Stevens did, I believe. Right, yeah. I he... So it was Stevens and Andrews that originally. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so we had a lovely... Uh, kids. Our kids are old enough now. They can stay home and watch the dogs. So they're well past the age. And that's the point for getting out of the house? Right? I, I don't have kids, right? Yeah, you know, just so to... I don't need to go anywhere to have privacy, right? right? You don't like... have the dogs and the no, kids and the friends around and no. just the chores of home so no, got, it's like no. my wife's on holidays this week as well so it worked out really well nice. so we're like yeah let's use the uh, gift for you. we had and they have a beautiful uh, pool facility at the at the delta i don't know the occupancy last night at the delta but i'm guessing it was probably less than 10 percent. like there was nobody there right we had the and this is like an olympic size swimming pool that they said was 50 percent occupancy occupancy you could use it because of covid there was two of us, my wife and I. Like we had this entire thing to ourselves. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a good, well, uh, good good day. We're gonna do Gimli later this week. We're going out just for a day trip to Gimli, and I think we're gonna go eat at Seagulls. Seagulls. Here. Yeah. Should we go visit Wiesick? Ah, uh, you could ask he him. Go. He might be <laughs> there. He's got. He spends most of his time at the cottage in Northern Ontario. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, he uh, lives in Gimli. That. Yeah. Go to Chris's Fish and Chips, man. Oh yeah, that's the yeah, place that's to the go? place to go, really, okay. Mike. Yeah, if you're gonna go to Gimli, Chris's, Chris's fish and shout chips, out to yeah. Chris's fish and chips. Yeah, uh, I know the guy actually, but uh, but I don't think he still owns it. The people who own Gimli Fish Market, yeah, that own, family owned Chris's, okay, Chris's fish and chips. Yeah, uh, yeah, right? and then I'm golfing at Southwood later in the week, so making the most Southwood. Of Southwood, yeah, wow, yeah, uh, the uh, that'll be fun. Let's <laughs> uh, uh I, I kind of miss Southwood because normally I covered the Players' Cup for us, right. which would have been the Manitoba Open. Would have been a couple weeks ago. Didn't happen, of course. So I haven't got to see Southwood yet this year. So I'm going to go Have you play ever played it. it? I have, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's tough. It is tough. It's long <laughs> and it's like a Lynx course, right? With uh, the yeah, kind of. Like yeah, the, yeah. The, um, it, you can't really have a Lynx course unless you have the ocean, but Lynx-like. It is Lynx-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lynx-like, so, yeah. yeah. It's a good test. All sure. right, folks. Well, that was good. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. I'll be on vacation at some point. We can talk about that too. Uh, 
Hey, it's way more fun talking about vacation, isn't it? It is. Um, the well, Jets are jet on. The Jets about. are on vacation. They are. Yeah, like like a long vacation. Uh, um, so here's the first period of our uh, of our uh, Jet Setter <laughs> podcast, folks. A hot topic this week um, is: Should the Jets trade a talented young winger like Patrick Liney or Nikolai Ehlers or Kyle Connor to shake up the mix? Um, word is from Mike McIntyre that they're open to it, and um, I, I'm all for this, Mike. Yes, um, shake it up. Uh, yeah, I, I, my opinion, and I think I've voiced it on here, or at least to a lot of people over the last little while, is that the, the Jets have messed up their management of their defense core, uh, in my opinion, and I'm going to write a little bit about that in my playbook for tomorrow morning, but and the only solution I see to it is the same thing that the Columbus Blue Jackets did when they traded Ryan Johansson to the Nashville Predators for Seth, Seth Jones. Jones. That's the type of deal that I think the Winnipeg Jets need to make. They 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 just don't have that stud one or two defensemen right. that they had in Dustin Bufflin, Jacob Truba, um, you know, Tyler Myers, Ben Sherrod, et cetera, et cetera. Um and um, and I would think, and you, you know, you had a rumor last winter that Cal Connors was going to go to his name was out there for sure to Colorado called. for a guy named I, I I have his name here Bowen is, Byram. Thank you. That's a tough one. Although he's he wouldn't have been a guy to just step in and be a cornerstone. No, he's only nineteen he's years seen old right as now. A yeah, future cornerstone, fourth overall pick, right? Two thousand nineteen, playing with the Vancouver Giants, I believe, yeah. in the dub last year. That's the deal, man. And, of course, Colorado has Kale McCarr. Like, they may already have, they probably do already have their cornerstone defenseman, the thinking yeah, being. they got another guy, Girardi, too, right? Yeah. Sam Girard, yeah. 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 Uh, Girard, yeah. Yeah, Samuel Girard. I mean, they've got some nice pieces on the blue line for sure. Uh, the, the Jets were naturally getting calls about Connor. He's, signed, he's almost had 40 goals last year, and he's got a seven-year deal that pays him seven mil a year, which, at least pre-COVID, that was a really good deal. I think even post-COVID, that's still going to be a good Not deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's name of the game is scoring goals. Kyle Connor does it better than anyone on the Jets, including Steve Patrick Lyonne. I think a guy whose name is is really out there. Uh, unlike Nikolai Ehlers or Kyle Connor, who are both signed long-term to what I would call fairly team-friendly deals, Patrick Lyonne is not. He has one more year left. And then he's an RFA again. But it's said that he wants upwards of $10 million. I don't know that he's a $10 million player at this point. In fact, I would suggest he's not, especially post-COVID. So do the Jets move him before they have to do another deal with him? Do they let another team worry about, you know, kind of what they did with Truba, right? The Jets said, we're not going to sign Truba long-term, so they moved him. The Rangers then... A big mistake, by the way. Just, just, just. I'm going to just throw that out there again. I really think the Jets should have signed Jacob Truba early in his career to a long-term deal. Right. They would have had him as one of their cornerstone defensemen for a long time. They would have not had an unhappy player for the years for that they sure. did. And so this same problem is going to happen with Liney. If, they, if they're not going to lock him up on this, he's already, I think, disgruntled a little bit with the franchise, agree. right? Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and I don't think that... As evidence, sorry, by the fact Paul Maurice flew to Finland right. last summer to go try and mend some fences. I mean, coaches don't just do that. They don't fly halfway across the globe to go meet and spend time with a player unless there's some issues. And we never really got the full story of what those issues were. We know... 
certainly Lion A, and there was talk that Lion A and Wheeler weren't getting along. I mean, I don't think you have to be a, a genius to realize, like, Blake Wheeler is as driven as they get. Patrick Lyonet is not, unless you're talking about dr- being driven about video games, video games yeah. and his golf game, which right. he actually talks about working on his golf game more than his hockey game. I know that must drive Blake Wheeler nuts. You're the captain of a team. You see a guy with all this potential, and I'm sure there's a degree of it that Blake Wheeler just sees Lyonet as pissing away that potential and not having near the work ethic that he should. So that's bound to create some division, right? Yeah, and, and so he's he's probably your most marketable guy as For well, sure. right? Because of the contract situation, because of what he's done, the potential Number that... Number two overall pick. Yeah, so, you know, I think that they could... I don't think they're going to win with the current mix. I, I don't see it. They... It just they've got too many of these guys up front. They got Jack Roslovic coming along as well, you know. And so I think that they could live without Patrick Liney, but they certainly need to get something really. Really, I think they they really need to focus in on a stud defenseman in return. Whereas I think I, I agree, defense is a need, but I also think center is a need. Whether it's a, a one center or a two center or a one A one B, they have Mark Shifley. What do they have after that? Uh, three years yeah. in a row, they've tried to fill that need. They had Paul Stasny. That looked like a great fit, but they didn't re-sign him. Maybe they should have gone out in, in the long run and got Mark Stone. I mean, there's talk about Mark Stone. He sure would have looked good long-term with the Jets, wouldn't he? What about Jack Eichel? There's a guy who is said to want out of Buffalo. He's a stud. Would you do a liney for Eichel trade? I would. I don't know if Buffalo would. But I think there's a player that isn't happy with the situation in Buffalo. He wants a change. Line A probably wants a change. I do agree, though. Defense has to be a priority. And if not in free agency, hello, Alex Petrangelo, who probably wants $10 million a year in free agency. If they're not going to get him, who else is out there? And a trade may be the only way. Okay, we're back for the second period of our Jet Cetera podcast. I'm sports editor Steve Lyons, and I'm here with uh, sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Mike, it dawned on me at the end of that first period that, um, you know, I've been thinking the Jets' major hole or their major deficiencies are on defense, and then you brought up the, the, the center position, um, which makes me think that they're in trouble, like as a franchise perhaps. I mean... If you look at the situation, 2018, they went to the conference final and they lost to Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, If you look today, the Vegas Golden Knights are in a position to probably, you know, at least compete for the Stanley Cup. They're going to go to the final four here for sure. I can't see the Canucks coming back to beat them. And they'll probably play Dallas. And I think that they can handle Dallas. And so the Golden Knights have gone one way and the Jets have gone another way. And there's a lot of holes in this lineup, and and look like, at what Vegas. So who's has, the answer for this? Is 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 Kevin Chevaldeoff the answer for this? I think to a degree is, and that's why I wrote last week that in his seat should be, if not scorching hot, it should be awfully warm right now. This is a guy who is entering his tenth mm-hmm. summer, I guess fall now, uh, because this isn't a traditional. It sure summer. felt like fall today. It sure did. And, <laughs> Uh, by the way, don't it's look... It's September the 1st, by the way, folks. It is. And the, 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 it's like as soon as we flip the calendar. Don't look at the forecast for next Tuesday. I believe the high is 11, and I think the low is 3 that night. Wow. So that is very fall-like. Um, but 10th offseason, by my count, he is the fifth longest tenured GM in the NHL. And of the four ahead of him, 
at least two, I'm going off the top of my head, I wrote this recently, I believe two out of those four have won Stanley Cups in their tenure. The other two, I believe, have been to at least Stanley Cup finals. So Kevin Shoveldayoff, to me, is on some borrowed time here a little bit. So what has he done wrong here? Like, so uh, two years ago... Well, the blue he, line he was, is... He was the hero. Like, it's like, look at how this draft and develop thing worked. For sure. They went to the conference final, et cetera, et cetera. I'll give him this. To a degree, I, I do subscribe to the theory that in, on, on some level, he is a victim of his team's success drafting in that... And a cap era that says these guys have to be paid. Like... The Jets, Kyle Connor had to be paid. Nick Ehlers had to be paid. Connor Hellebuck had to be paid. Josh Blake Morrison. Wheeler. Right. So, and if you wanted to keep Wheeler, for sure. Maybe Blake Wheeler probably had to be overpaid. And you could say that about other guys. Like the <laughs> They're all overpaid. Brian Mike. Little. <laughs> I mean, the Brian Little deal looks worse. Of course, the fact that Little has been. It was a bad deal right it from was, the start. But it yeah. was a loyalty deal. And to, that is, to me, one of the, it's both a strength and a fault of this organization. I do admire, I like people that are loyal, whether it's friends, family members, companies. I like loyalty. I like, I think there's some real value to that, but it also can be a hindrance, right? It can blind you sometimes to realities. And I think the Jets and Kevin Sheveldayoff especially, they've probably been guilty of, of loyalty. I mean, they've only ever bought out one player and that was Mark Stewart. And that was painful to the, the organization right. I know. Like you look at, how other teams in this league operate like it is cutthroat it's a what have you done for me lately business you don't get that sense as much with the jets and true north right it's it's well let's look at the bigger picture and, and but it's but they, oddly though okay so they were loyal to brian little and they're loyal to blake Matthew wheeler Pro and the pro etc etc they they pay all these people or whatever but then the situation comes up where Tyler Myers, who you know is a pretty good hockey player, yeah. um, was probably going to need to be overpaid a little bit, but probably could have done that a little earlier. They didn't give him a deal, and then they let him walk in free agency. They weren't loyal to him at all, really. And same with Sherratt, and they, they yeah. you know, both of these guys, they could have locked up, and then they walked. They didn't get anything for these guys last year to trade deadline. No, uh, and I, I think. It's I think the loyalty runs deeper when it's their own homegrown bred guys, like guys that they All either, right. like Brian Little, came to Winnipeg from Atlanta. Yeah, same with Myers Wheeler. was acquired in a trade, right? So, yeah. um, you know, Jacob Truba was out. There's an example. Like Truba was a true draft pick of the organization. He's one of the only guys they've ever moved on from that was their own developed and drafted right. guys. They don't usually do that. And, and so I think the loyalty goes it runs many ways including loyalty to kevin shovel off like so when i say his seat is hot that may just be my i don't know that mark chipman considers kevin shovel off seat hot. right he may consider him like a senator he's got a seat for life maybe right. i mean look at the jets coaching staff they still have guys behind the bench that were here with claude noel including charlie huddy right right wade flaherty like these are guys that came in nobody usually lasts that long in the league um so you know, I think um, Shevoldayov does deserve some blame. I will give him a little bit of rope. Let's see if he can get wiggle his way out of this. Like, he has some flexibility this year. He didn't have flexibility last summer. We know that. He had to sign Lion A, Connor. There was no money available. In fact, they had to let players walk. There is money available this year. Dmitry Kulikov's four-plus is off the books. If Brian Little's career is over, and I suspect it probably is, his six million is off the books. Um 
They still have Dustin Bufflin's money that they saved, you know, by fluke, really, uh, that that $8 million is off the books. And I've, I wrote the other day, Steve, I say buy Matthew Perot. He's a fourth liner who can't stay healthy at this point, and you're paying him over $4 million. Uh, there is a penalty when you buy a guy out, but the real savings would be about two point eight. Right. But so add that all up, the cap's staying flat. There's no RFAs this summer that are going to demand, you know, Jack Rosovic is getting a little raise, but that's it. So they have some money. Get aggressive, whether it's free agency or trade. Uh, but I, I say he has to fix this. If we're sitting here in a year from now going, well, that was another lost season. Like, to me, he's got to go. You got to bring somebody else in. All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Setter podcast. Mike, uh, the Major League Baseball trade deadline was um, yesterday, Monday. This is Tuesday, September the 1st. Um, it's, it's a weird trade oh, deadline. They ever? were like 35 games into the year and there was this trade deadline on a Monday in the middle of, or at the end of, <laughs> end August. of August. Very interesting. Well, the trade deadline is usually... And you say 35 games in, unless you're the St. Louis Cardinals like who are about 21 right. games in because they lost three weeks exactly. to COVID. So the, the Toronto Blue Jays um, made a couple of uh, minor deals. But, um, I, you know, I, I wrote a little bit in my playbook today that I don't cheer for a whole lot of teams in the sports nowadays. Um, I barely watch sports <laughs> nowadays. Canceled Sportsnet, we know I that. I did, yeah. So I'm not actually You're not watching, watching. I'm not watching. Games. I'm watching Eco Challenge Fiji still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in episode seven of that. Okay. And that's really athletic, by the way. Um, but so the Jays are, um, uh, they got a good young team. I am watching the Jays. I do have a little bit of fanboy in me for the Jays. Um, I just, cause I, I, to explain it, it's almost like I hang on to a little bit of fan right. sports fan in me through baseball yeah. because we don't cover them or no, whatever. So I don't need to be objective no conflict or bias I, there. Really. Yeah. So, I, and I was never really, a, I started out my baseball career, baseball fan, <laughs> fan career as a Cincinnati Reds fan, then I later became an Expos fan, right. and then jumped on the Jays bandwagon with a lot of Canada in 1992 and 93 yeah. when they won the World Series and kind of got you know and so and then I was split between them and the Expos and then the Expos went to Washington in 95 or uh, 2005 I guess right. it was, and so um, you know so I, I I don't mind watching the Jays they, they they have they've had some excitement and but they've got some really good players right now. They do. Yeah, which they're also in a playoff spot. They uh, are. So eight teams are going to make the playoffs. Right. Is that right? Yeah, eight. There teams is, and it's a league. completely revamped playoff format this year. Um, they're going to go. It's going to go like one versus eight, two versus right. seven, three, six, four, five. Right. I believe in a it's best a of three. Best of three yeah. in the first round. Yeah, the wild card is best so, of three. So yeah. I mean, there's where starting pitching like can really like. Right. I don't care who has the. I mean, you got a good pitcher or two, you could win a best of three just on. Well, even if you even yeah, a best of three is is kind of fluky. Even if you it have is, a good pitcher, it's not really a true test because a guy can have a bad game. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. Even the best hitters, right? Yeah. The best hitters in the world uh, get out seven out of ten times. For like, sure. That's one of the yeah. Basic Baseball is a game of failure, really. Um, but yeah, the Jays... I might actually reconnect my sports now. What do you think? The, I would. Should I mean, I? so let me... It's cold out now. Let me share a story. Like, I, <laughs> I've always loved the Jays, but I'm really in... I'm, and now that... 
Oh, you now love that my, the Jays. Oh, I love the Jays. And okay. I, so like when I do my daily walks <laughs> yesterday, I, I actually subscribed to the MLB audio package. Oh. It was like 26 bucks for the season. You? Well, it lets me just listen to any baseball game, any MLB game oh. at any time. You can choose between the home or the visitor okay. broadcast. It was great when I was off to the hub city. Uh, of Edmonton, uh, in my rental, I was listening to baseball. The day I drove out to Edmonton was opening day. So I bought the package that day, listened to a bunch of baseball. I'd go on my walks in Edmonton. I'd put on baseball as I was listening, get to listen. Live to games? Live games, like yeah. during the game? So like oh, yesterday, yeah. okay. Jays played a matinee. It was listening well, right. from my walk, yeah, listening to the Jays. It was great, yeah. By the way, I love the extra inning rule this year. I'd love to, to see it stay around. Have you seen what they're doing? I haven't seen it because I don't have right. TV. <laughs> so there's they sort of runner about at, it. runner at second with no outs right. in the tenth each team and so it's kind of borrowing from what the what football does CFL you know you start on the thirty five yeah, and yeah. puts teams in a scoring opportunity right away and it's the idea is it's a shortened season let's not have games go fifteen sixteen innings and they're not they're usually getting settled in the tenth uh, but yeah the Jays added a few pieces they didn't mortgage the farm and. Uh, they're in a playoff spot. A couple of their best young players, Steve, aren't even playing right now. Nate Pearson, the pitcher that can throw like 100, he's injured, but he's coming back right away. And Bo Bichette, who all the talk about Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette's their best overall player, the son of Dante yeah, Bichette, yeah. who's actually coaching the Jays this year. One I of saw Dante Bichette hit a home run once. Oh, did you? Live. with Who was he playing with at the time? Cincinnati? Colorado, Colorado I think. Yeah. And I was in San Francisco watching it. Okay, yes. yeah. yeah. Did you hit it into the bay or? Uh... Um, I, don't, I don't recall that much, but I do That's remember. That's a great park seeing... in San Francisco. This, this, was this the would have been one. the old this candlestick, candlestick, right? Yeah, yeah. So candlestick yeah. was great too. I yeah. used to love, I used to try and cut my grass the way they cut candlestick. I could never <laughs> figure how they do the striping the way they did. Um, but yeah, the Jays are fun. There's only like, what, a month left in the season. And <laughs> yes, so yeah. they, uh, I mean, it would actually take a bit of a collapse to not make the playoffs. I looked at the teams behind them this morning, and they're terrible. They are. Um, uh, yeah, it, it would it would seem likely not that finish they'll eighth make, at least. They yeah, should, eighth or seventh. They just yeah, basically yeah. have to even five hundred would get it done. Would get it done. Uh, although we've seen on a baseball front locally here <laughs> yeah. in Winnipeg that a team can go into a collapse. Hello, Winnipeg Gold Eyes. Who, by the way, I think I jinxed Steve. I wrote a well, I Saturday. You, I don't know what you did, Mike. Uh, you, 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 you apparently were their uh, good luck charm. I was. Before, they won but... two championships with me in attendance. Sure. We were talking about sending me down to the U.S. to go cover the playoffs a week ago. We were talking, and now. Like that trip wouldn't have happened because they're not going to make the playoffs by the looks of it. A, so just let's tell the folks what's happened here. The the, the gold eyes have lost uh, nine straight games going into tonight's game against Chicago. They're playing yes. Chicago tonight. So a nine-game losing streak is bad in a 162-game season, which right. is what they play in the majors, or even a 100-game season, which they play in the American Association. But it's really bad when it happens in a 60-game right. season. Like that's nine games is like 15% of your schedule. And what's going on here because they were in first place. They were, I don't know, 23 and 15 or right. something like that. Is that what they, something like that or whatever, yes. right? And playing well, seemingly, and yep. then all of a sudden you lose nine in a row against the same teams all you've the, been playing almost with all, the same team, right? right. Yeah. They, seven of those losses in a row were to Fargo. Yeah. Which, again, a quirk of a six-team Is league. it the Rona? Can they blame no, the Rona? No, nobody's sick. 
I mean, unless these guys are playing with COVID, which I would hope they're not, but they're playing, I suppose, like they have COVID because their play has been pretty sick. Like, I'm sure Rick Forney is sick to his stomach right now with what's happened to so his can team. I guess, I guess uh, so Jason and I were chatting, Jason Bell Jason. and I were chatting about it yesterday. If, I guess if they went seven and two or six and three they in their last nine, in, they could still sneak in maybe? Yeah, so I think one thing that happened Again, is they in this played case, it. I'm hoping they don't because I don't really want to go down and cover it. Yeah, frankly, now I think they ran into a Fargo team that was that suddenly improved. Fargo added a bunch of guys yeah. and they had to play them seven games in a row, but still, the so, odds say you wouldn't lose seven in a row to anybody. It's like flipping a coin, it should be. I mean, three and four, row, right? maybe even two and five, but right. oh, and seven, like, come on. Uh, and they have all the same players. The gold eyes, like, it's not like they lost anybody, it's almost inexplicable. Um, I haven't reached out to say hi to Rick for because I'm worried he's going to bite my head off for jinxing them by doing this piece about how great the gold so ice season is So we've tried to do a story with them for the last two days and, they're, and Mr. Forney is not available. Oh. I'm going to, you know, oh, I don't understand why teams bug us yes. for coverage, uh, Winnipeg Gold Ice, uh, Rick Forney, et cetera, et cetera. And then when we want to cover them, and he's been bad about this over the years, and you 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 can tell him I said that because I, I doubt that he's listening to this. But if there's any Gold Ice fans out there that sometimes wonder why we don't have Rick Forney in our paper a little more often, he's he's a cantankerous guy, and often will not give us interviews. Yesterday was an off day, right? We wanted to do a story on the Gold Eyes. They'd lost nine. They had nine left going for the season. Jason Bell did everything he could to try to get some sort of story into today's paper for our Gold Eyes fans to let them know what's going on or whatever, and nothing. This morning, he was offered the hitting coach. <laughs> like, I don't even know, some guy we never even heard of, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so, you know, some of these teams are their own worst enemies at times, boy, you know, and just uh, so there's just a little mini rant. At the Winnipeg Gold Eyes. Gold Eyes striking out on the field and, and striking off out the off field. the field. Okay, we're back for the overtime period of our uh, Jet Scepter podcast. Uh, we spent several minutes trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about <laughs> before we came back on here. Uh, Mike. <laughs> if only people could uh, see you know, the, the we've been, intricate we, planning we, that goes yeah, into we've these. We've ranted about this a few times over the 32 episodes that we've had, and particularly since COVID has come along, right. about people's behavior, uh, i.e. social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, and how that seems to be so difficult for some people to understand that that line there means you're actually supposed to stand behind it. Right. Uh, and that dot there means you're supposed to stand on it um and then the face masks are actually supposed to be on your face over your nose that's the big one um i so i was out and about uh on the weekend you know doing my regular errands and um listen i don't like wearing a mask any more than anybody else does it i wear glasses it's hard it fogs mm -hmm. up my glasses etc etc and uh so um but most places now you go to it's mandatory so I go into Superstore on uh, on uh, Gateway. I was out in that ne neck of the woods or whatever and got my mask on or whatever and go in. It's mandatory, et cetera, et cetera. But you walk around and there's numerous people not wearing a mask. Like they're not because they're special, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? They're right. special, right? Sure. 
And so um, I actually asked one person why he thought he was special. I won't go into all of that or whatever. He told me to have a nice day. Um, it's, the, it's the same people, though. It's the, I'm going to rant at these people. It's the 30 to 39-year-old male. Right. Like, who doesn't think he needs to wear a damn face mask? Like, what the hell? The ones who, by a the dude. way, if you look at all our COVID spikes in Manitoba, yeah. it's that group. It's that it's not, group. It's not the 60-plus crowd. No. It's the middle, the the, tw- the 20s and 30s and 40s men, largely, it yeah. seems, who feel they're above whatever. What's up with that? I I, I don't know. Like, was I that much of a you know, it, dipstick it, when I was that age? <laughs> Boy, did I use the right word. I was trying to use another word there. But. Well, and that's that's the biggest buy-in, it seems, for people, is the idea that the mask is not so much to protect yourself, it's to protect others from you. And but it does both now. It does, yeah, yeah. for sure. But, um, you know, I it's interesting. Like, I, I go to Planet Fitness, and they recently made masks mandatory In at the gym, the gym which oh, they yeah. hadn't when they reopened. Now they have. Uh, and... The first week I was there, it's like there was zero compliance and there's also zero enforcement going on. Like I'm sure you, like nobody's walking around Superstore policing that, are they? Well, so, okay. So there's a store manager who just happened to, I bump into and I just kind of asked him, you know, said, hey, what's the deal here? Like what? He says, well, we can't enforce it. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you can't enforce it? Of course you can Typically, when you go to Superstore over the last little while or any other stores, there's police actually yes. at the front, right? Do you know what I mean? They're there so, for shoplifters. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. But uh, <laughs> is that what they're there for? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. So I have a cousin who's a cop who actually, he's part of, he works at Superstore. He moonlights like as part of his duties. All right. Because they, and that's what they're there for, oh, shoplifters. Yeah, and he, oh, yeah. The stories he's told me, Steve, oh. of what, like, we're talking, you saw some of the liquor store thefts that were going on, yeah. like where people were brazenly just walking out. Yeah. People are doing that. Uh, he told me stories. People would load up an entire cart with meat. Right. And just brazenly walk out of the store, like not even try and hide what they're doing. And it was a, until they brought the police in, it was like, what are you going to do about it? Right. And they would just get away with it. So like he was telling me recently that they caught some woman who stole like $4,000 in meat one day. Uh, Cause she had like, you know, prime rib and pot roast and everything. So, you know, I guess they could also police the masks. Well, yeah, but uh, simply if a guy is standing at a guy, and I'm going to use a guy because it just seems to be always be guys. I did not see, act, uh, you know what? I did not see any uh, female people right. in the store not wearing masks. Uh, I'm going to say that. It's guys. And and so, like, if you're at the till paying and you're not wearing a mask, it, it, you can't pay. Right. Like, it's simple. Like, get out so did they i haven't been in a superstore for a long time uh but i was in a walmart recently and they actually had this was in edmonton actually they uh, the walmart they had a security guard i assume he wasn't a cop he was a security guard posted at the front door the first day the mask ordinance went into place in edmonton i actually wasn't aware of it i walked in and he said excuse me sir you need a mask to come in oh i'm sorry i didn't realize so my hotel was right there i went back got the mask so but he he was the checkpoint. If you didn't have the mask, that you weren't allowed into the yeah, store. Yeah, but what's happening is once they get into the store, they're taking they take them it off. off. Yeah, for so sure. So you're assuming these people had a mask? Oh, for sure one? they okay. did. They can't get by the door without gotcha. putting one on. So for there sure. is somebody at the door? There is, and they're handing out free masks even if you don't have oh, one, okay. right? Do they weren't mean? doing that at Walmart, by the way. They are doing they it are at there. Walmart here in okay. Winnipeg or whatever for now. But at, right. at, but no, it's once they get into the store, they're then you know belligerently 
taking it off. So if any of you are listening to this podcast and maybe you've already hung up on us, put your bloody mask on. Like yeah. it's it's you know just have some regard for the people around you. Like because so, it shouldn't be up to other mask wearers like yourself to now have to police. Well, but I mean that's I read what an article in the New York Times about what steps what's what's um, appropriate in shaming your fellow human right. beings during COVID. And yeah, I'm gonna. I wonder we I hear, got no problem with it. We really. hear about road rage, right? Yeah. It's I wonder if mask, mask rage. rage is going to become the new rage. Oh yeah. Like and if <laughs> if people will actually come to blows. Like if if we'll one day hear of like a all out brawl that breaks out simply because of masks. Okay, I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we gotta wrap it up. We're I'm gonna go the, back to holidays, yeah. yeah. And uh I'll be back chat next with you week next Tuesday. Do this, yes. Uh, until then. Stay it's gonna, safe. Folks. It's gonna be chilly. Stay warm, folks. Warm uh, and safe, yeah.